Welcome back to the Crime Conspiracy Show. This is part two for the Pam Hup episode. After Russ was convicted in November 2015, Russ's lawyer heard about all of this with Pam and that they never got the money. That is wild. So he took this information to the appeals court to get Ooh. Russ's conviction appealed. And he won. He won the appeal. Yes. Which I feel like is so hard. You hear so many times where appeal is denied and denied, denied and denied. Denied, denied. How yeah. long was he in prison for? Though? Three years. I mean, could be worse, but that's still a long time. Still a long time, yeah. So they said they would look over the case again, and the judge overturned Russ's conviction, so he yes. would get a new trial. I know, it's like a win. Finally, <laughs> a judge that doesn't have his head up as... His... So they re-interviewed Pam, of course, because they're doing a new trial. Right. <laughs> Pam now says that Betsy and her were lovers, in a way. What? <laughs> Pam, you are digging yourself in a deeper and deeper hole every time you open your mouth. I know. So she said that they are both attracted to men, but they just had like this emotional love connection, the two of them. So weird. Okay. And then she talks about how Russ was violent towards her and tells her to never come around again and, quote, if he ever catches them together again, he will bury her in the backyard. So Pam is claiming that Russ said that to Pam. Yes. That he like pushed her up against the wall and said that. (sighs) Pam is the living worst. Oh, wait. (laughs) Just when you think it can't get any worse. I know. So there was new evidence that Leah Askey said was solid that has come up now. And Leah is the ding dong. The ding dong, yes. Okay. (laughs) She said that there was blood on the bottom of Russ's feet. That they tested. So they tested, like, when he was first interrogated, like, his hands, his feet. But it was a trace amount, and they couldn't tell if it was his blood or Betsy's blood. Which, like, yeah, you scratch on your foot, you're going to have some blood. (laughs) What the heck? But she's like, yeah, it's solid. That's solid evidence. I don't understand. This, how is this person a lawyer? It was infuriating watching this Dateline episode, because the Dateline interviewer dude is interviewing her, yeah. And she is like, no, I am totally fine with what I did. Like, everything is totally fine, and I think I'm right. <laughs> it's crazy. So clearly, learning here has not gone well. Yeah, and her ego. What an idiot. So there was also, apparently, came to light, that there was a note on Betsy's computer from her to Pam, and it turned up days before this new trial. So it was, uh, like, typed out on her computer, but she never sent it. Oh, that's convenient. So there's no timestamp. Yeah. And it's kind of a long letter, but I'll give you like the gist of it. Okay. So it basically says that she's afraid of Russ. She feels like he's going to do something to her. Says that she's staying at her mom's house most of the time because she doesn't want to be alone with Russ. It says that he talks about how much money he will get when she dies. And it says that she fell asleep on the couch and woke up to him holding a pillow over her face. And then talks about changing life insurance into Pam's name and says that she can't give the money to her daughters because they will blow it. 
Okay, but is there any way to see when this was typed up on the computer? <laughs> so I'll tell you in just a sec. Okay. So a computer expert comes in to like test the computer, you know, because they yeah. get all this data. And they said that the letter was written on a different computer, but it was transferred to Betsy's computer the day before Pam became the beneficiary. So nice, Pam. And Pam knew exactly where this letter was and when it was created. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How was that missed originally? I don't know. I don't know because... You would think they would check a computer like, was she in contact with someone sketchy? But I wonder if it was in like some sort of file. Weird place. And then Pam's like, oh yeah, I remember she wrote me this letter. I had a thought. (laughs) I just remembered. Three years after this happened. Like, call. So then the defending attorney, Joel Schwartz, receives 132 photos of the crime scene and not one of them were shown in the first trial because it didn't help the prosecutor's case. Wow. Yeah, there was just like photos of the crime scene of like, I don't remember what it was, just different pictures of everything that would not have implicated Russ. Oh, okay. So she just ignored the photos. They were lost, apparently, and now they show up for the defending attorney. So I don't know how he got them. Oh, my gosh. The judge finds Russ not guilty. Yay. Yay. (laughs) With all this new evidence. Good on you, Russ. And he said, so yeah, it was a new judge, obviously, not the same judge. Yeah. And he said that this investigation was disturbing, and it raised more questions than answers. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So after this, the daughters took Pam to court to get the money, but they lost. What? Yeah. The judge said that the documentation supported Pam. <gasps> so they didn't sucks. get the money. Yeah. Because Pam was the one that pretty much did the documentation and yeah. was in charge of all that when they went in. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to fast forward just like a year. Okay. In August 2016 in O'Fallon, Missouri, which is where Pam lives, Pam calls 911 and says a man attacked her in her own car while she was parked in the driveway. She said the man got in the car and told her they were going to drive to the bank and get Russ's money. And the man pulled out a knife and held it to her throat. She was able to knock the knife out of the man's hand and ran inside in her house. And the man followed, so she ran into her room and grabbed her gun. And she said the man was pounding on the door. And once it flew open, she shot him and kept shooting. And she unloaded the whole gun. Who's this guy? I will tell you. We're going to listen to the 911 call. It okay. might be a little disturbing and triggering because you can hear gunshots. Okay. Trigger, Trigger warning. Trigger warning. I'm a little nervous myself. It's just, I feel like it's important to listen to it because the way that Pam sounds is very scripted. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Let's do it.
Okay. It sounds kind of weird, right? That sounds beyond scripted. Yeah. She's all, help, help. There's someone in my house. Like, yeah, it's, it's really, weird, right? It's really terrible. Yeah. So I'm assuming the things that sound like knocks, those are the gunshots. Yeah. But there is another voice. Yeah. So you heard a man's voice. So yeah. That was the man. I couldn't understand him, though. No. And I think there was something, and I forgot to write it down, <laughs> but I was trying to find it. So it's kind of hard to hear exactly what the man says. It's pretty, like, yeah. muffled. Sounds like he's at a distance. Yeah. And But it doesn't sound like anything. To me, it sounds like he's asking a question. Like, I feel like I heard, yeah. do you want something, 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 you know? Yeah. And it almost sounded like it was, like, shouting from another room. Yeah. So she said that there was a driver that drove the man to the house and dropped him off. And she said the driver had dark hair that was like a buzz cut and he had dark skin, which is the description of Russ. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Drop it, Pam. You're not going to win. So the man that was shot had no identification, but he had a note on him in his pocket that said to get Hup in the car and get Russ's money and take Hup back to the house. Well, she could have planted the note. And it was like... But this guy, there was really a dead guy. There's really a dead guy, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so she killed somebody in apparent self-defense. And What? Because I was like, I wonder if she paid this guy, like paid actor. No. no. But they were really dead. Yeah. There were nine $100 bills, so $900 in his pocket as well. Uh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So the cops reached out to Russ, and he was very cooperative. He gave statements, handwriting samples because of the note. This poor guy. I know. It's like he can't. Leave him alone. (laughs) He gave, like, DNA, like, mouth swabs, fingerprints, the whole shebang. He just was like, I did nothing, so here you go. And they confirmed his alibi. Let him go. He had a solid alibi. Ugh. But he had a solid alibi the first time, so. (laughs) Yeah investigators, you know, they're like, okay, well, someone was killed here, so we still have to, like, search the house. You know, a crime was committed. Yeah. So they searched the house. They found a bunch of cash in Pam's bedroom, including a $100 bill that was linked by serial numbers to the cash in the man's pocket. (laughs) What the hell, Pam? Oh, I said that before. You're fine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The man that was killed was Louis Gumpenberger. He was 33 years old. He lived with his mother in an apartment complex that was 13 miles away from Pam's house. Okay. He had previously been in a car accident and had a traumatic brain injury. So he was not capable of functioning at a level of doing what was reported. (gasps) Oh my gosh. He He just didn't have the mental capacity or the physical capacity. Like he couldn't even run. That is so sad. It's really sad. Oh, I know. She is an evil person. Yeah. Six days before Lewis was killed, a woman named Carol called into the St. Charles Police, just another little town, and said a weird thing had happened to her. And she wanted to be like, hey, I want you guys to be aware of this because it was weird. So they brought her into question. And she said that a woman pulled up in front of her house in a black SUV and said she was from Dateline and her name is Kathy. And Kathy is an actual producer of this story on Dateline. She Wait, produced what? this story on Pam. And after the um the like trial or whatever for the suing of the money, yeah. 
she like Dayline was there like outside and Pam's like all smiling and she says she looks at the Dayline camera and she says tell Ga- tell Kathy I say hi <gasps> so oh <laughs> crazy right crazy that's creepy yeah this Kathy who's actually Pam said she wanted to give her an opportunity to record a soundbite for Dateline and she would get $1,000 cash, no taxes, no paper trail, which like a company like Dateline would not do that. (laughs) Yeah, what are you even talking about? Super weird. So she, Carol was like, okay, a thousand bucks, I'm curious. Uh, (laughs) Let this be a lesson. I know, don't get in the car with randos. She gets in the car and the woman, Pam, Kathy, started driving in a direction that just seemed weird, she said. She's like, I felt really off. So she was like, okay, I'm actually not interested. Please take me home. And took her home, dropped her back off. This is some random lady? It was Pam. No, no, no. They got picked oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some random lady. She was like outside or something. What the? Heck? Yeah. Like outside of her house. So it's like Pam's just like driving the streets. So weird. She looks like a good one. So the detectives showed Carol, is the name of this lady, a photo lineup, just of a bunch of different women. And she instantly recognized Pam as the one that picked her up in the car. Like oh she's like, yeah, gosh. that's her. And Carol had cameras on her house, like pointing outside. And they were able to see the license plate on the car that pulled up, which Busted. was Pam's car. <laughs> so the detectives submitted an emergency search warrant for Google. To see the location for Pam's phone. So they plotted the pins of the locations and they were able to see that like when she left the house, when she, like where she went, when she returned. And there was a pin at Lewis's apartment complex. So they're just, they're just gathering all the evidence they can right now. Oh man. So they see a camera that's on a bakery that's on the road from Lewis's apartment to Pam's house. Okay. And you can see a person in the passenger seat of Pam's car while it's driving to her house on the day of the murder. So she went and, like, picked Picked him him up. up. Like she was doing with this other woman, trying to pick her, like, drive her somewhere. Oh, I... Okay. (laughs) I know. So a week after Pam shot Lewis, they arrested her for murder, and they explained to her that they have loads of evidence, she wasn't getting away with this, and her only statement was, I'm a little cold, can you turn down the AC? Like, they say this to her, and she's like, just says that back. What? Isn't that so weird? So, the thought is that, you know, kind of, she was probably going to kill Carol and do the same thing that she did to oh, Lewis. Oh, yeah. Because, so she said, this is, I don't remember. the thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and, yeah, I mean, Lewis had $900 in his pocket. And then she had the other 100 Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And so they think that she, it was kind of the same thing. The way she lured him was like, hey, come record this 911 call. Like, we're going to do a practice 911 call. And that's why she sounded so scripted. Mm hmm. Oh, it's so sad. That is horrible. I know. It's really sad. How terrifying. I know. After they take her to the station, they start asking her questions, and she asks for her lawyer right away. Smart. The detectives leave the room, and there's, like, a video of this, and she spots a pen, like, behind her water bottle. And so she kind of, like, grabs the pen and her water bottle at the same time and is, like, scooting them to her, like, towards her body. And then she takes the pen and, like, puts it in her pocket, like, sneakily, like, trying to do it, like, super sneaky. 
And she gonna stab someone with a pen? Herself. <gasps> yeah. So she asks to go to the bathroom right after this and stabs herself in the neck and like the arms in the bathroom. And they're like they showed like there's blood with everywhere. The pen? With the pen. Ooh. I know in the neck. Ah. I don't even know how you would have the force. <laughs> I know. Oh. Like in her And what if you freaking hit your carotid? Well, she was trying to kill herself. Like, that was her goal. Oh, I thought she was going to, like, try and play some crazy someone attacked me in the bathroom No, no, story. no. She was trying to kill herself. Oh, my god. she got caught. Pam. But the injuries were superficial. She I mean, didn't. Yeah. Pen. Yeah. But, like, in her mug shots, there's, like, bandages on her neck <laughs> because she's psycho. Oh, my gosh. I know. This lady. I know. So she agreed to a plea deal, and they said it was, like, a Alford plea or something. So it's a little weird, but I guess because there's so much evidence against her, but it like she was not actually admitting that she did it. So it was like oh, some weird okay. thing. But I'm like, well, if there's all that evidence. Yeah. Like, how does I don't that know. make sense? Yeah. It so she got work. life in prison plus 30 years with no parole for Lewis's murder. Good. Yeah. Thank goodness. So we're going to go forward two more years. In 2018, the judge in Russ's original trial and Leah Askey were both voted out of office. Thank goodness. Oh, praise the heavens. And the new prosecuting attorney that got voted in, and his name is Mike Wood, and he said he would reopen the Betsy Faria case. Yay. And then they ended up charging Pam for the murder of Betsy. Good. All the evidence showed it was her. It was there all along. And the new prosecuting attorney said it was the worst investigation he had ever seen. And wow. He, I know. And he said it was driven on ego and their own agenda. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. He said witnesses were asked to lie on the stand by the state prosecutor, Leah Askey. What? Mm-hmm. In her interview, she said that she still, not, has been pre- she still has not been presented with any information that someone other than Russ committed the crime. She still thinks it's Russ. She is not letting it go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Open your eyes. It's just ego, honestly. It is because she cannot admit that she did something wrong. Can't do it. It's insane. I hate that. This is nuts, though. There might be a third victim. <laughs> Wait, what? Of Pam's. Yeah. Pam's mother, Shirley. Mm-hmm. Died on Halloween Day in 2013. So this was like two years after Betsy was killed. Okay. She was found dead on the ground below her third level floor unit at her senior living facility oh. in St. Louis, Missouri. And it looked like she may have tripped and fallen off her balcony. There were like the little poles on, you know, what is that called? Like the poles. Like the railing? Yeah, yeah. There's like the railing and then like the little poles. You know what I'm talking about? Like on my stairs. You know those little poles coming down? That's the railing. Well, the railing's like the big part. I think it's all just considered. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> the poles. The poles. <laughs> the little poles were like bent and some were missing. So it looked like. She but it was fell? a short railing. I don't know. It's weird. So in her interview with like Pam's interview with detectives about Betsy's murder which was 16 months before her mom died. Yeah. She said, (laughs) so weird. She said that the $150,000 that was Betsy's life insurance money really wasn't that much. And she's like, if I really wanted money, 
my mom's life insurance is half a million. And so there's an easier way than trying to combat somebody who had more strength than me. Okay. What? You're psychotic. Right. Or you could have just said, it's not that much money. It's not worth killing my best friend and left it at that. So she's like, if I really wanted easy money. I'd kill my mom. Yeah. It's crazy. How was she not caught earlier? I know. Pam was the last person with her mom. And when she left the facility, she told the staff that her mom wouldn't be coming down for dinner or breakfast in the morning. And then they found Shirley's body the next afternoon. But it was ruled an accident. But I didn't really understand. She probably just pushed her off. Yeah, but I don't know if she was... Because it said the next afternoon. So I don't really know like how that would have worked, you know? Like if she was there that next day. I don't know. Well, but if she pushed her off that night and then they just didn't find her till later. Till the afternoon? Yeah, because I wonder like... What part of the area was this at? Was it somewhere that was visited a lot or not really? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But I would think, I don't know, how much do people go on their balconies? You would think you would have spotted her. Yeah. And in 2016, they were looking at the autopsy. Like Dateline was kind of, because you know Dateline was doing a bunch of their own things here. Yeah. And they looked at the autopsy of her mother, and it revealed that she had 14 times the recommended dose of Ambien in her body. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Oh, so maybe she drugged her, but then she really did fall off. (laughs) And an engineer said that there was no way that she could have bent or broken those poles on the balcony. Like, she was an old woman. Well, would it have been possible for Pam? But that, yeah, that's what I don't know. Because then it says after performing his own tests... It took, like, 2,000 pounds of force to bend or break the, like, little spindles on the railing. So, well, but yeah, I'm like, well, so no one could do that. But I don't know. But that was, like, his own test. Who knows if those were, like, older or huh. worn down. I don't know. Like, That's weird. Super weird. But. And it was on the third floor. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, her life insurance policy was split between like her other daughters too. So Pam only got like, I think it was like 120,000 for that one. Not the half a million she said she'd get, but it's nuts. But that's all I got for you. That blows my mind. I can't even believe that this is a real story. I know. How is that real life? And what's really sad too is if Leah Askey could have pulled her head out of her butt and like been like, oh yeah, there could be another suspect in this case. Yeah. Lewis probably wouldn't have died because Pam would be in jail. And her mom. Yeah. And she still won't admit that she, she was wrong. She still won't admit it. And the Dateline interviewer, it's, you should watch it because he's like laughing at his lawyer and he's like, are you kidding me? Like he's like shocked. And like, he's basically like, you're ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And he's like, now people say that you, you know, that if you would have convicted Pam or noticed Pam or whatever, that Lewis wouldn't have died. And she's like, no, I don't think there's any correlation. (gasps) I don't get it. It's insane. How are you that blind? I don't know. Denial? Like, I don't. I really just think it's her ego. Like, that's. That's, That's an insane amount of ego to have. I know. I know. But that's Ew. all I can think of. 
That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely recommend the Dateline episode if you guys can watch it. It's interesting to see, like, the interrogation videos and, yeah. Now I want to watch the show, too. I know. I'm kind of interested in that, too. I'll probably watch it. It's kind of dark, though. It's dark. But also, like, this is, like, a dramatization, so I don't know. I feel like they focus more just, like, on Pam and her personality in it is what I'm going to guess. That's what it seemed like from the trailer. Yeah. I think. Wild. Yeah. And so sad. Really sad. It's really sad. For what? That really is not that much money. No. Like, look at the grand scheme of life. It's not that much. Right. I know. It's really sad. And her, like, Pam's neighbor was shocked. She's like, this is not, this does not seem like her. Like, this is so weird that she did all of this. I wonder if she had some kind of disorder, like split personality, bipolar, something. Yeah. Because your friend for 10 years, and then your mom, and then a guy who's mentally, like, mentally disabled. Yeah. It's what? really sad. I know, it's really sad. But there's a little, like, happy note for the end. So, Russ is now engaged to Carol, the one that almost got picked up by Pam. No way. Yeah. I imagined her as an old woman, actually. No. Let us know what you guys think. Please leave us a review. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at the.ccs.pod at gmail.com. Yeah, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the.ccs.pod and on Twitter at the underscore ccs underscore pod. You can find all past episodes on our website, theccspod.buzzsprout.com, and anywhere you listen to the show. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. And then join us next week for another episode. Stay curious. Stay alert. Bye. Bye.